welcome back. Michelle Sparks with you. Great to have your company. Just to let you know, I'm doing a series now called Scratching the Surface, and we're looking at the precipitating factors that can lead into the development of an eating disorder. And this is actually audio that has been stripped from the YouTube videos that I have uploaded. If you want to see the YouTube videos, please go to YouTube and just type in Michelle Sparks. I'm sure you'll find me. Um, but I do want to make this available to all my podcast listeners. And thank you so much for your feedback and questions. Keep them coming. MP underscore Sparks. You can get me there at Twitter or you can get me at Michelle at michellesparks.com and I am loving your questions and your feedback. So thanks very much and here we go. Hi, back again. This will be a little bit uh, interesting and I will edit it to make it shorter little sections. And so if you're watching on YouTube, fantastic, lovely to have you with me. And... Um, I'm going to try and edit each video to about six minutes because otherwise it just gets too long. So just subscribe. If you are interested and you want to come back and get all of it, subscribe to my channel and then you'll be able to piece it together. Otherwise, I'm just going to split up some of these longer takes and um, try and do the best I can with that. What I was saying is that it's impossible for the body to starve indefinitely. We will lose control physically and emotionally. We will, our body and our emotions will rebel. We'll start to break the diet. When that happens, we can feel very anxious and we can go back into trying to control. We can move into a bulimic sort of path. And long story short, what I'm really trying to say here is this, the food, the eating disorder solution to the problem of pain sets us up for the eating disorder, the problem. And... Unfortunately, it kind of starts to set, you know, we get so bound and lost on the cycle that we forget this. We kind of get quite disconnected to our sense of self. And healing, recovery, is about dealing, managing the behaviours so that we can start to get back into what is underlying those behaviours and start to shore up those areas that have not been feeling okay or have not been feeling safe or secure. How can we manage those feelings uh, in more healthy ways than starving, binging, purging. The body solution to the problem of painful self-experience will not work. It will actually create further problems in the eating disorder. And the sooner we can see that, um, it actually puts us in a position. And what can I say right now? I have discovered that if you are in the anorectic path, until you start to lose control, you pretty well don't want anyone to interfere with your solution. You're feeling good. You certainly start off on that path feeling good. I did. But as I started to, I, I remember feeling like, wow, I, I started to lose a sense of control. I felt like I was running incredibly hard to meet the judges that I had set up around my life, parents and authority figures. I was just trying to be good in every area of my life. Food and weight was only one area. And what I started to do is I started to talk to you a little bit about my story. So I'm going a little bit around the place, but stay with me and let's see how we go here. So I started here. And what was going on for me there was I did hit puberty. I did, uh, I never had a weight problem. I did hit puberty. And I started to put on a little bit of body fat, as you do, 
wasn't serious, it was in year seven, first year of high school. The other thing was, I was moving into high school and all the girls in my high school were dieting to avoid being big. So there was something in that sort of culture that made me feel like, oh, it's a bit like a rite of passage into womanhood. So I'm just going to draw this thing here. And I just want to talk about the what I would call the surface factors. What was going on at the surface and what was deeper down for me. Because I believe that this is the problem, this is the solution. So in the heart, the heart of the problem is how we feel inside here. Here's our solution. And there are usually surface factors or surface triggers that, you know, it might be a difficult transition, school, parents divorcing, something up here might be making you feel not okay, not safe or secure. Okay. Okay, coming back, and I just want to talk about the surface factors. I was saying before, this is what I've come to believe. You know how I was saying before about typical risk factors preceding the development of an eating disorder are things like low self-esteem, poor body image, and we translated that, or I translate that as feeling not okay about yourself. Um, also, there's a thing called an external locus of control. In other words, you're not feeling safe or secure. You're feeling like you're not in the driving seat. Dieting becomes a way to deal with that. And what I've got there is a diet binge cycle because eventually we cannot diet or restrict food indefinitely. Our body and our emotions will rebel. And when that happens and we start to lose control, we will usually compensate either going back into more restrictions, which, you know, I was kind of on that restrictive cycle for about three years before I got into hospital. And I was very much a restrictive, restricting anorectic. Um, but I started to lose control down here and more so when I was in hospital. And all of that, if you really want to read my story, and I think, you know, look, I've, I'm not trying to plug my book, but it is a way of helping you really get underneath the surface of what's going on and find out for yourself what fits with you. It may give you a way, I believe, one of the reasons I wrote it is because when I was going through this, I couldn't articulate what was going on for me at all. And so it's a way for you to have conversation, even with your therapist or the person you're working with or parents, where you relate to behaviours, you might be able to go, hey, this is, this is like my experience or this is different to my experience. And it gives you a place to talk. How about the voices that go on when you're down here at the bottom of the scales? My goodness, I think that requires some conversation. But if you can't articulate that, then how can you have a conversation about it? How can you unpack that in a way that's helpful for you to get better? There's so much more to say, but anyway, let's just take it one step at a time. So what I was saying is this is this is what I call this is a model that I've developed over many years um, really to explain the eating disorder solution to the problem of pain. So pain in the heart, our self-experience, often there's surface factors and I'll explain some of the surface factors that were going on for me and then there's often deeper issues that are sort of underneath, deeper down that you know uh, a surface issue could be something like a difficult transition, getting bullied at school, getting rejected. You know, they are some of my experiences. But deeper down, there was stuff going on at home. There was stuff going on inside me that helps explain why I perhaps reacted so strongly to these surface factors. My personality was involved in it as well. But for a number of reasons, I was really feeling like I was not okay. And the funny thing is, as you get on this diet cycle and you start to lose control, 
it actually takes you, initially you do feel better about yourself and you feel more secure, more in control, but the behavior sets you up to fail. And over time, as you continue on this cycle, you start to lose control and try and regain control and start to compensate and all the thinking and behaviors that go with that, you actually end up feeling more not okay about yourself than you ever imagined. And you end up feeling less in control and more out of control than you could ever imagine. You, you, you look for control and you actually lose it completely. That is the nature of an eating disorder. And even if you are anorectic, low weight and, and controlling, rigidly controlling your food, you've lost choice, you've lost freedom. So you have lost control. Even though you may not be binging, you have lost control of your life. Your life is being consumed by fear. And that makes me really sad because I remember spinning my wheels in that place for a long time. And you know, that's why I'm doing this because I lost such a lot of life from early adolescence to my mid to late twenties. I lost a lot of life and a lot of health and a lot of opportunity. And I've worked a lot in this area. I've worked on my own healing journey and I've worked with others on theirs because I just don't want to see others take the same route that I took. And as I said in another video, you'll have your own journey, but if I can help you short circuit, see where you're, where you're at, why you're struggling and what you can do now to move forward, um, it would be such a pleasure to do that. You know what, you could be anywhere on this journey and you could be struggling and depending on where you're at, depends on where I can come in and help you. But anyway, this is my model. Um, so pain in the heart is a problem. We deal with it by the food control solution, which backfires. We start off feeling not okay, not safe, secure. This starts to help us initially, but it backfires. We have all these uh, consequences, physical, psychological, emotional, social, spiritual. I talked about that before. And this in fact becomes the eating disorder. So the eating disorder is like a secondary. It's secondary. The primary problem is here. It's in our self-experience. So I'm going to just wipe that off. Um, I have a book, an ebook, that has all of this in it. Um, and I will look at making that available to you in some way. But for the moment, let me just come back here to the surface factors. So for me, the surface factors were things like puberty. Um, as I said before, putting on a bit of pubertal weight. I also found that I got chased by a guy in year eight. He actually chased me and he definitely meant to do me no good. He had been masturbating above my sister and I at the beach the day before. It's a long story and you can read it in my book. Um, but the point of that is it really set me up to uh, start to feel a little conflicted about my growing sexuality, like, you know, my blossoming sexuality. I was in the very early part of just starting to, you know, I'd moved into high school, I'd started to diet, it was kind of almost a bit of fun, all the girls in my high school were dieting, it was kind of like a rite of passage into womanhood, um, and it wasn't until the following year that I started to diet more, more seriously, and at that time I, I was rejected, I, I had a fallout with my peers, rejection is a very powerful, not okay, you know, that definitely makes you feel like I am not okay. So I had a fallout with my peers. I um, got chased by a guy that definitely made me feel unsafe. Um, I was becoming more aware of the world at large. 
Okay, just letting you know this will be continued in the next audio, also in the next YouTube video. Thanks for your time. Do feel free to contact me, mp underscore sparks. Love to help you if I can. Travel well.